everybody this is bring the noise podcast with your host straight the clipper in the house coming at you once again you know how i do this week we're gonna do a top 10 list that's right and this top 10 is gonna be the top 10 hip-hop albums from 1991 now we haven't done a top 10 list uh, since early in this uh, series for this podcast, and that was the top 10 uh, from 88. And so it's been a while. I don't really have a rhyme or reason of what I'm picking. Just decided to pick 1991 and uh, composed my own list on this. And um, kind of like I said on the 88, if you forgot, I'm not going to be going in uh, like album reviews. I'll just kind of talk about how I feel about the album maybe mention uh, something about it, and then I'll play a clip from a song, whether that's a single they had or just one of my uh, favorite songs off the album, and we'll just go in it like that. As always, remember, everybody, this is my top 10. So, you know, you're going to have your own top 10. You'll have whatever you got, and that's fine. This is my top 10. This isn't like an official... uh, top 10 me saying the this is it this these are either albums that i really enjoyed uh or mean something to me and you know yeah that's pretty much what it comes down to so you know if i get some flack because i know there's at least one or two albums that people are gonna be like how the fuck don't you have that album in your top 10 i'm not saying it's a bad album this is just my top 10 for me personally so Without further ado, we're just going to jump in, and we're going to start at number 10. Number 10, I have an album called A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing from the group Black Sheep. Now, you've heard me say it before, huge Black Sheep fan. I said it on the uh, top five soundtracks. They had a really dope-ass song on the Trespass uh, soundtrack that was actually like my favorite off of that album, but nonetheless... And number 10, I got their debut album, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. So, Black Sheep is part of the native tongues, but they're, you know, quote-unquote, the black sheep of the native tongues. I have stated before that I believe that Drez is one of the most underrated MCs to ever bless the microphone. His wordplay, his flow, everything about Drez, originality, concepts, I mean, come on now, Drez is a beast. This album was released on October 22nd, 1991, so fall time. Um, And if you're wondering, you know, here's the thing. They're mostly known for The Choice Is Yours. Uh, There's The Choice Is Yours, the original version, and then there's the remix. We all know the remix version the most, um, and there's a reason why it's a dope-ass song. You know, you can get with this or you can get with that. It's been on commercials. It's been all over the place. Um, I'm a fan of Black Sheep's uh, two albums from the 90s. I actually do like their second album more than this album. I think I'm kind of on my own in that one, too. But nonetheless, this is a solid debut album. Obviously, The Choice Is Yours is a banger, but it's 
filled with lots of, I mean, you got strobe light, honey, flavor of the month, Similac child. I mean, just to name a few. And I mean, the rest of it is even dope too. And it's a, it's a long album. There's 22 tracks on this bad boy. So I mean, like it's long. Um, and there are some skits, but nonetheless, it's solid. Drez is a solid MC. Mr. Long, great DJ, also adds some rapping here and there. And I actually like Mr. Long's uh, voice when he raps. So, um, and it's for me, it's a it's a top ten album. Um, no, no doubt about it for me. And like I said, I'm not gonna go deep in and go track for track. Uh, all's all's I gotta say is is there's a reason why. Black Sheep was as big as they were in 91, um, not only because of the song The Choice Is Yours, but because this album was dope as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So the song I'm going to play a clip of from this album, I mean, it should come to no surprise. It's going to be The Choice of the choice Is Yours. It's got to be The Choice Is Yours. So um, without further ado, let's play that clip. The song The Choice Is Yours from the album A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing from Black Sheep. Number 10 on the top hip hop albums from 
and Easy is also, of course, all over the album um, doing their thing. This is a super awesome, just packed album. Uh, in 91, this is the last NWA album as well. It doesn't get as much love as Straight Outta Compton, and I'll admit, Straight Outta Compton is better. I had Straight Outta Compton at number four on my top hip-hop albums in 88, and we already know how power-packed 88 is. But I don't think a lot of people would have their second album, Ends for Life, in their top 10 for 91, but I do, uh, like I said, for the reasons I just explained. The, the production on this album is such a dark feel, but it also still has its comedy. You know, some of the funniest things is Easy e you know, singing on the I'd Rather Fuck You and, you know, Automobile. I think that shit's hilarious, personally. So I have absolutely no, uh, you know, problem putting this on my top 10. I listened to this album so much back in the day. I still enjoy this album. I mean... What else can you say? It's the world's most dangerous, the world's most dangerous group, and uh, no matter what you feel, I know it doesn't have Ice Cube on it, but it's still a solid album. It's still N.W.A. and uh, you know, to me, it's top ten, ninety one, no doubt. So if I'm gonna play a song, uh, I like a lot of songs off this album, but obviously, if it's in my top ten, obviously I like it. I'm gonna go with Appetite. Uh, for destruction i think that beat is dope i think it's hard as fuck i like dre setting it off ren's verse is fucking insane i like easy ending it the music video is dope so uh that's what i'm gonna play i'm gonna play the song appetite for destruction off the album ends for life from NWA 1991, and you'll play that. I got a taste for wasting and tasting the blood. Better, I heard it when she screamed the drop, cause the sun caught the slug. Relay this to no choice, and listen to the straight up man before they ban the voice. While I ride to the rhythm of a pop, remember the first nigga to run is the first to get shot. Whoever said that what I say is betraying his negativity, need to come kick it in the city with me, and find the black and crack it back. They take that shit back, cause they don't wanna fuck with that. And we are back, and that leads us into number eight. And again, I believe that this is an album that people probably wouldn't put in their top ten from 91. Uh, and a lot of people like their first album better. I'm not one of those people. I love their first album, but at number eight, I have an album called Derelicts of Dialect from the group Third Base. Um, look, I get that the Cactus album is considered their greatest album but for the reasons i just said with nwa um not only do i feel like production was better not only do i feel like pete nice and mc searches uh lyrics were better um you also had dj daddy rich doing the scratches now remember he really wasn't on the cactus album he you had sam sever doing the scratching on that one and Daddy Rich didn't really come until their EP, uh, the Cactus Revisited album, and he was on that, but he's all over on Derelicts Dialect, and uh, like I've said before in the album about third base, or I'm sorry, the episode about third base, uh, Daddy Rich is one of the nicest DJs to ever touch the wheels of steel, and you can tell on this album how much better the scratching is and how the cuts and everything go with the song or the, you, you know, the songs, they even have a song for him on the album, you know, and obviously cutting the shit the fuck up. 
Uh, it's also their most uh, successful album. Um, and it's the first album I ever bought from Third Base. And those reasons alone, it holds a special place for me. I do like this album better than their first. I do think this is a top 10 album uh, from 91. And y'all might get crazy at me because you might be like, you have this over a wolf in sheep's clothing or ends for life. I do. I think Derelict's a dialect is a fucking slamming album for real. I mean, I, I, it's just it. It was released June 18th, 91. So, you know, you'll notice a lot of these albums I have on here were actually released in May, June, and then some of the other ones are in the fall time, you know. Um, but this album is just, I mean, from its album cover to the lyrics, I mean, Pete Nice is on point, Search is on point, you got Daddy Rich, the production's on point. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's a fucking, this is a banger, man. Not to mention you got Prince Paul doing some production again, you know, and we all know Prince Paul's that guy. And, yo, I mean, despite what you may think, I've seen other lists uh, just because to get prepared for this. I, I'm always curious what everyone else have or had. They don't even have this album in the top 20 from 91, but I'm sticking true to what I think and what I like because this is my list. So, you know, that's what I have uh, at, at number eight is Dare Alexa Dialect. So um, the song I'm going to pick and play is the title track from the album, Derelicts of Dialect. Uh, this is jam-packed with a lot of really good songs. You know, I could have picked Pop Goes the Weasel. I could have picked Ace in the Hole or a lot of good ones. But um, I'm going to go with this one. I think this beat is mesmerizing. I think it's some of the best rapping. And even though Pete Nice does great, I got to be honest, Search's last verse is just a fucking monster of a verse and that's you know that's why i want to play this song um but that's what i'm going to go with i'm going to go with the song derelicts of dialect off the album derelicts of dialect from third base number eight on the top hip hop albums from 1991 Justice, trust this search, and I crush this mental need for oppression. Oppressed, and I vexed, and just placed the suggestion. Lesson a loss, and force those in a spot who got your head frozen. Defrost the eye and spy on the serpent. On act two, he tried to close curtain, but intermission, I clicked. In the- and we are back. Um, you know, like I said, despite what you think, Derelicts of Dialect is a fucking dope ass album, and to me, it's a top 10 from 91. Now, Going into the next one, at number seven, I, we got another reoccurring one, y'all, just like N.W.A., and I know what I've said before, you'd think I'd have this at number one, but I'll go into my explanation at why it's uh, this particular album is number seven and 91. So, at number seven, I have an album called Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Black from Public Enemy, released October 1st. 1991 now you're probably saying man straight every uh top 10 whether it was uh top 10 songs from 80 or uh, 89 top 10 albums from 88 you've had public enemy at number one for both those things we you would assume maybe i'd have this album at number one so it takes a nation of millions to hold us back as one of the greatest albums ever created top 10 album um you know in general 
their next album, Fear of a Black Planet, actually built upon that. And and some people might even say that that album's better. Uh, if I was doing a top 10 list from 1990, uh, Fear of a Black Planet would probably be in the top five, you know, if not top three, because it really expanded. By 91, uh, Public Enemy was kind of whether there was a lot of controversy with, uh, you know, things that Professor Griff said and thing, you know, they were just so heightened, kind of like I said with Kid and Play, sometimes when you've been at the top for so long, you're going to take a slight decline. Um, so Apocalypse 91 is definitely not as good as Fear of a Black Planet or Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, but don't get it twisted. This album is still fucking dope as hell and it's definitely a top 10 in the, in 1991 as far as i'm concerned um it definitely continues you know they had their first album in 87 but to me their real serious three album run to me just personally is it takes a nation of millions to hold us to hold us back uh fear of a black planet and then this one apocalypse 91 the enemy strikes black um, cause you know, they got that similar PE sound that we all like. It only came a year after, um, you know, the fear of a black planet. And to me, it also has one of the hardest fucking songs they have ever created called shut them down. I mean, bro, I mean, shut them down is in its own right. Just fucking ridiculous. Can't trust it is one of the best songs they've ever made. So, like, don't get it twisted. Some of their greatest songs are are on this album. They still maintain their usual PE self. You know, they also got the powerful song by the time I get to Arizona. Um, so, don't get it twisted. This may not be uh, in the top five, but it's definitely a top ten. And if somebody did have it in their top five, I wouldn't argue with you. It's PE number one. Um, Bomb Squad doing the production as, as always. And, you know, that same lovely PE sound. I actually think that the intro to this is one of the dopest intros to an album beats fucking raw. Um, but yeah, I mean that I got it at number seven, that's where I got it. And again, you know, it's public enemy. What more do I have to say? You know, Chuck D Flava Flav doing they thing. Um, and like I said, Shut Them Down is one of the greatest songs they've ever made. So, on that note, you can guess what song I'm going to play from this album. I am going to play the song Shut Them Down from Public Enemy off the album It Takes... Oh, I'm sorry, I almost said It Takes a Nation. <laughs> off the album Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Black. I also want to state this was released October 1st, 1991. So, without further ado, let's play that clip from that song. Let's go. I justified, my mama cried. Black people died when the other man lied. See the TV, listen to me, double trouble. I overhaul and I'm coming from the lower level. I'm taking tabs, showing up, stuff the grab like shirts and it hurts. Will and neck direct to the pole, cause our soul took control from the education of a TV station. And we are back in effect. Um, like I said, that's P.E., baby. You know how it gets down. That was uh, number seven. Now, at number six, I might get a lot of flack for this one, too, on where I have it. But be easy on me. It's still in my top ten, okay? So, be easy. 
I'll explain why I have it here and why I got some others above it. Remember, this is just my list. But at number six, I have an album called De La Soul is Dead from De La Soul, released May 14th, 1991. Now, a lot of people would be like, you know, how the hell are you going to have a monumental album like this at, you know, number six? I get it. First off, it's it's uh, higher than I had three feet high and rising. You know, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't. Uh, but, you know, I, I do like this album better than three feet high and rising. I do think that production from Prince Paul was better. I think the rapping was better. I think the skits were even more entertaining and their skits were entertaining on three feet high and rising. Obviously, De La Soul are kind of like the creators, the inventors, the kings of the skits, at least ones that are entertaining and you have uh, re-listening um, appeal to it. You know what I mean? So I get it. I understand why some people would get, a lot of people might have this at number one. And again, I get it. I understand. Um, but for me, my favorite De La Soul album has always been Balloon Mind State. Um, that one to me is like an absolute just gem. And it came out in the power packed year of 93. I and mean, if uh, I ever do or when I do a top 10 from 93, um, best believe that that album will be in there and more than likely probably close, you know, in the top five. Um, one thing I like about this album is, you know, they're shedding their Daisy age. Um, and Daisy was their thing on three feet high and rising to inner sound, um, you know, thing that they, the, 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 I'm sorry, the inner sound y'all. So, you know, that was their, that was their little thing, but they really wanted to shed the hippie image, the Daisy image. They poked fun at people that gave them shit. And, um, you know, nonetheless, whether you got it at number one or whatever, I, it's definitely a top 10 album. It's definitely, uh, better to me than their album before this. And they've had songs, uh, on games like Tony Hawk's pro skater Four, oodles of O's, um, and I mean, obviously we all know De La Soul. We all know that their first four albums are certified classics, you know? So again, it's in my top 10. Um, I just personally like the one after this the best. And I actually like stakes is high second best. So these, you know, their first two, um, are absolute gems classics. And I totally understand if people like those two more than the other ones. And that's fine. Everyone has their own opinion. But that's why I have it at number six. Nonetheless, it's still in the top ten. And it's, you know, it's a motherfucking beast, obviously. Once again, we got a May release, 91. Um, the song that I am going to play from this album, and there's a lot of good ones. You know, Millie Pulled a Pistol on Santa is a fucking good one. A lot of people like uh, the roller skating jam named Saturday's song. I am actually going to play a different one of their singles. You probably know where I'm going with it if you love De La. I'm going to play Ring, 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 Hey, Hey, Hey. Uh, I like the beat. I like that song. That shit gets stuck in my head. It got a good feel. Um, to me, this is their, uh, I guess, me, myself, and I of this album. It's no secret how much I like me, myself, and I. I had that on my top 10 songs of 89. So uh, that's why I'm picking that song. Anyway, let's get into that. I'm going to play a clip 
from the album De La Solas Dead. The song is called Ring, 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 Hey, Hey, Hey. Number six on the top ten hip-hop albums from 1991. Play that. Once again, it's another rap bandit. Feeling that I and I can't stand it. Wanna be down with the day glow. Knocking on my door saying, hey, yo, yo. Knocking on my door saying, hey, yo, yo. I got a funky new tune with a flop banjo. I can't understand what the problem is. I find it hard enough dealing with my own biz. How they get my name and number? Then I stop and click and one of them out of plan. Yo, man, I got to step out time. And we are back, and you might ask, all right, well, okay, we're going to give you the benefit of, of the doubt what you got over De La Sola's Dead. Well, at number five, I got an album called OG Original Gangsta from the one and only Ice-T, his fourth album. Guess what year it was released? 91. Guess what day it was released? May 14th, the same day as uh, De La Soul is Dead. So these two dropped on the same same day. And, um, you know, yeah, I obviously, once again, this is a reoccurring. I had um, Ice-T on the top. 88 so you know we've had nwa and we've had public enemy now we have ice t to me ice t's two best albums he ever released was power and this one og original gangster not saying that uh because i really like um rhyme pays i really like home invasion from 93 and i obviously like the iceberg uh, for, you know, from 1990, that's probably my third favorite from a maybe home invasion. And I even like the other ones he did, um, in later years too. But, uh, I mean, it doesn't come any better than OG original gangster, you know, his fourth studio album gangster rap is in full effect. You know, you got the godfather of it right here, West coast gangster rap coming in. And this just like solidified him of bit to me, this is his magnum opus. This is the best album he's ever released to me personally. I mean, the beats are fucking raw. The stories he's telling, his rap is on point. This is Ice-T just coming out and letting you know I am the OG. I'm the original gangsta. I'm from L.A. I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm coming for your head. And, I mean, it's a power-packed album. It's fucking, um, you know, the reality that he always always speaks on you know he just builds on that and you know he had he had power in 88 he had rhyme pays in 87 iceberg freedom of speech just watch what you say 89 so you know he had a little bit of a hiatus in there but he's probably doing body count or you know actually on this album is when you first get to hear a little bit of body count and um you know ice t was on the top of his game and this was him just solidifying it just letting you know that he's the og He's still on top as Ice-T, coming straight from L.A., you know? Uh, and that's, the, I mean, what more do I have to say? Like I said, it's Ice-T's best album to me. Um, once again, released right before uh, Summer, same day as De La Soul's Dead. I got it at number five because uh, Ice-T deserves to be in the top five. That's how good this album is. So the song that I'm going to play from this album, uh, it's going to be Again, the the self-titled off the album, it's going to be the song OG, Original Gangsta. Um, I used to have this song as a ringtone uh, when people would call me. It's just, yeah, it's one of the best songs off the whole album. No, uh, no question about it, for sure. 
So, without further ado, let's play that clip. OG, Original Gangsta, off the album, OG, Original Gangsta, year 1991, number five on the top hip-hop albums from 1991. And right about now, we're gonna hit it. Ten years ago, I used to listen to rappers flow, talking about the way they rock the mic at the disco. I like how that shit was going down. Dreamt about ripping the mic with my own sound. So I tried to write rhymes something like them. My boy said, that ain't you, Ice. That shit sounds like him. So I sat back, thought up a new track. Didn't fantasize, kicked the pure facts. Motherfuckers got scared because they was unprepared. Who would tell it how it really was? Who dared? A motherfucker from the West Coast. Elf. And we are back. That was the OG. And that leads us into number four. <laughs> number four. I got an album called Breaking Adams. From the one and only main source. So finally, you heard me talk about Large Professor so much on, you know, the Wanted Dead or Alive album from Cool G Rap, Don't Sweat the Technique. Uh, I've talked very highly about Large Professor. So finally, we got that album coming in right now. This one was released July 23rd, 1991. Um, Let's just get it out right now. This is production-wise... Just one of the greatest albums of all time. A lot of people would probably have this um, album even in their top 10. I, I wouldn't blame them if they did. You know, this is the first time we ever heard Nas on an, on, a, on record, at least on a uh, song that was off of, you know, on like an actual commercial record. I'm sure he had demos, obviously. But nonetheless, you know, that's our first time hearing him. I mean, there's so many classic songs on here. You got Ro- Watch Roger Do His Thing, Just Hanging Out, Peace Is Not A Word To Play, Looking At The Front Door. I mean, the list goes on. You know, 12, 12 tracks, but um, just a solid-ass album. I mean, don't get it. Also, besides Live At The Barbecue with Nas on there, a young, a young Nas, the rapper Nas, nasty Nas, you know, just a friendly game of baseball is a hard ass one, you know. Um, it's just, yeah, that's why I got it's got to be number four. Uh, and like I said, if a lot of people had it at number one or two, whatever, I'm fine with that too. This is like just one of those albums. I, I'm serious. I'm gonna try not to go into it, but if you have not heard this album, you really need to go listen to this one. Chances are, if you're really into hip hop, you definitely have heard this album because it is that classic it is that monumental and i got it at the number four spot uh for me um just personally you know and i you know not only do you got a lot of all the production from large professor but like i said the guy can spit he's the main mc spitting sir scratch and k cutter just djs you know they just scratch and obviously, uh, the posse cut live at the barbecue. He's got some people on it, but all, all pretty much all these songs are just him. Um, and it's really the only so- album we got from Main Source. After that, Main Source did release another album, but Large Professor wasn't the main MC anymore. He wasn't doing the beats. Obviously, he wasn't in the group. They had Mikey D. That album's good in its own right, but it ain't breaking Adams. All right, so. And you talk about just a classic 91. I mean, even their album cover, the bright colors, Adam's breaking up. It's just, yeah, everything about this album screams 1991. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm going to pick a song to play, it's got to be looking at the front door. Um, 
We're looking at the front door, the sample that large professor flips. And again, I'm not going to go into the samples. I'll save that for album reviews. So I won't dive into that. But I mean, the, the song, him talking about everyday shit that we all go through, you know, fighting with his girl. Um, you know, he's looking at the front door. He's looking for an exit out. He's done with this shit. And I just, I've always loved this song. I could pick a lot of different songs on here, but I'm going to go with that one just because to me, that's just such a great song and it embodies main source from its production to rapping to everything about it. So without further ado, let's play a clip from the album Breaking Adams, the song Looking at the Front Door from Main Source, number four on the top hip-hop albums from 1991. Let's go. We fight every night. Now that's not kosher. I reminisce with bliss of when we was closer and wake up to be greeted by an argument again. You act like a 10, so immature. I try to concentrate on the cure and keep looking at the front door. Thinking if I were to evacuate, you'd probably be straight in the straight and wouldn't have so much hate. Cause you don't know the pain I feel when I see you smiling. And when I roll up, you start wilding. So I front like everything's hunky-dory. And we are back, and that leads us into number three. And, well, you know, the first episode we ever did of Bring the Noise podcast was an album review from a little album called Step in the Arena from Gangstar. But guess what, y'all? That's what I have at number three. I got Step in the Arena from Gangstar, released January 15th, 1991. Obviously, there's a reason why I picked this album to be uh, the start-off of this this whole show. Uh, this album to me is my favorite Gangstar album, even though I can admit that uh, the other ones after this are better. But man, Step in the Arena has always just been just something special to me. And that's why I got it at number three. Uh, if it wasn't for the two that I'm going to mention after it, I would have it at number one. But the two after it are just, they're just too good that I couldn't have it over Step in the Arena. But, you know... What more can I say that I didn't already um, go over in episode one of this whole show? If you haven't listened to it, go back. Listen to Step in the Arena. Um, it might sound a little different. You know, that was my first episode. I feel like I've really come into my own since then. So it might be a little monotone. But nonetheless, I still convey what I'm trying to say about it. Um, it's a power-packed album. Again, you got DJ Premier doing production. You can never fail with that. Guru kicking the lyrics. This is when Gangstar really came into their own, really honed in their skill and started that Gangstar foundation from here out. Um, and yeah, I mean, what else can I say other than that? So when it comes to a song that I'm going to play from this album, again, if you listen to the episode, you know what my top three are. I am going to play a clip from this album and it's going to be Check the Technique. Why? Because it's just my favorite song off the album. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into it too much more other than that. I got it at number three on the top 10 hip hop albums from 1991. Gangstar, Step in the Arena. This is Check the Technique 
Play that shit. I'm rushing you like a defensive end as I recommend that you comprehend. I could stop you in a battle, contest, or war. What will occur will be the portraiture of your immature, insecure for sure, meek, weak visions of grandeur. To really awaken you, I then will be breaking you. Taxing without action, extracting and snaking you. Making you succumb to the drums of gangsta. By far, we are truly gifted ones, son. But if you were to speculate or estimate us losing your. And we are back. That brings us into number two, y'all. Guess what? Number two, I got an album called Death Certificate from Ice Cube. So yeah, NWA made the list. They was number nine. Um, But don't worry, while Ice Cube was out of the group, he was creating some incredible shit. And this, to me, man, this is my favorite album from Ice Cube. I love all of his first four solo albums. Let's just get that out of the door, you know, right now. America's Most Wanted, this one, The Predator, Lethal Injection. To me, all four of those albums are just certified, bona fide classics. And I mean, you know you're on your game. 90s, America's Most Wanted, 91, Death Certificate, 92, The Predator, 93. I mean, just like that, four straight years of just fucking bangers after coming off of N.W.A. I mean, what more can you say? But... Here's why I love this album so much. America's Most Wanted was like his intro. You know, Cube is here. He's not. He's done with the group. Y'all didn't think he could make it. Fuck y'all. This one was like even more. You know, I love the the song, the first song, the wrong end to fuck with. When he goes, "I'm platinum, bitch," and I didn't have to sell out. You know, I love that line. Uh, you know, you got My Summer Vacation, the beats are raw. You got mostly Sir Jinx and DJ Pooh uh, doing, you know, the production on this shit. Beats are hard. Beats are rough. Rapping. He's got even more. He's even more just like street knowledge like he's always been about. Letting you know what the fuck's going on. Like a bird in the hand is worth more than a book. Um, just, and you know, he's got the the death side, the life side. So the first half of the album is just real fucking like, just grimy and shit. I mean, the whole thing is grimy, but the thing, then you get to the, the, the life side. I mean, true to the game, which was one of his singles, man, that song is so fucking good. Just calling out MCs, moving out of the hood, not being true to the game. Um, you know, you got us doing dumb shit. I mean, I could go on. This is a long album. Every song is fucking just great. I mean, and it's just Ice Cube swinging back in like, yo, what's up? You like that? Fuck that. I'm here with another one. This is your death certificate, Uncle Sam. You fucking dead, bitch. You know, and that's the album cover. Toe tag says Uncle Sam. Cube's sitting there like, what's up? You know, Cube wasn't afraid to let you know. You know, he's got a song on here called I Want to Kill Sam. You know, uh, and yeah, he had some controversy from this shit. You know, the things he talked about. You know, the things that he touched on that, you know, it was it was some even nowadays you might look back, you know, he's got a song called Black Korea where he's talking about Koreans that were in the hood trying to make it Korea. You know, that's kind of a controversial song, even at that time, especially now. But obviously what also takes the cake is the song No Vaseline, where he just absolutely obliterates N.W.A. Um, You know, what more can you say? Death Certificate is my favorite album from Ice Cube, Um, even though the one after this, The Predator, is probably one of his most successful albums, and he continued to just have 
even more success throughout the 90s with the War and Peace albums and um, everything, you know, whether West Side Connection and the Lynch Mob and everything. I mean, Cube ran the fucking 90s. Don't get it twisted. But Death Certificate to me is just that motherfucking album. And that's why I got it at number two. I would have it at number one if it wasn't for what I'm going to get to. It's kind of just like 88. I would have had Critical Beatdown at number one if it wasn't for A Nation of Millions to hold us back. I would have had Death Certificate at number one if it wasn't for the monumental fucking uh, album that I do have at number one. But we'll get there when we get there. The song I am going to play off this album, uh, you know, there's a lot of ones I wanted to play, but you got to go with the wrong end to fuck with, you know? the wrong end to fuck with it's i mean when that intro comes in it's like he was the wrong end to fuck with god damn it's a brand new payback you know i just mm, that, that that's how you start a fucking album out there right there anyway i'm gonna try not to keep going into this is uh this ain't no album review but we're gonna play the song the wrong end to fuck with from ice cube off the album death certificate released october 29th 1991 Number two on the top ten hip hop albums from '91. Let's go. God damn, it's a brand new payback. From the straight cuts to Mac and straight cuts to black. How many motherfuckers gotta pay? Went to the shelf and dusted off the AK. Cops gotta get pill. Cause the nigga you love to hate still can kill it with. It ain't no pop cause that sucks. And you can new jack swing on my nights. Down with the niggas that I bail out. I'm platinum bitch and I didn't have to sell out. Fuck you, Ice Cube. That's what the people say. And we are back, and that might, that's going to lead us to number one, y'all. And I'm sure a lot of y'all have been waiting, and a lot of y'all are probably going to be like, yeah, that's right, that's the number one album. And some of y'all probably, uh, you know, might be like, eh, no, I, I doubt that, all right? A lot of y'all have probably been waiting and wondering, he better have this album at number one. Well, don't you worry, guys. You know what the fuck I got at number one. Come on, I got one of the greatest albums ever made. I got the Low End Theory from A Tribe Called Quest, y'all. September 24th, 1991. Look, what else can you say? A Tribe Called Quest is one of the most beloved hip-hop acts of all time, right? I mean, their first album, classic. Obviously, a lot of people will have Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders. A lot of people don't know which one they like the best because Midnight Marauders is honestly right on par with this album, and that's a top 10 from 93, top 10 of all time, possibly for some people anyway. I will tell you right now, this one is definitely probably a top 10 of all time for me, um, personally. This is just a flawless album, okay? And... You know, again, a part of the native tongues. Look at we got uh, Black Sheep, De La, and a tribe. We got three members from native tongues on this list because native tongues started running that shit too in the '90s, at least the early '90s. And uh, a tribe just blew up with this album. I mean, from Check the Rhyme, Jazz. Obviously, I got uh, Scenario in my top five posse cuts of all time. I had it at number two. Uh, either number three or number two. I can't remember either way. It was in there. Um, and I mean, bro, the production on this, the songs, this is such a great album. Again, if you have not heard this album, like, I don't know what the hell you've been doing or where you've been at. 
um, because you really need to crawl out from under that rock you're under and go ahead and give this one a spin. This is witty. It's funny. It's, you know, if you, again, not everyone likes that gangster rap shit, so Ice Cube's album might not be you because he's going to give you a street knowledge punch to the face. Obviously, Ends for Life isn't going to be for you. Original Gangster won't. Me, I love all hip-hop, but I tell you right now, this is a universal hip-hop album right here. Um, this is for everyone. Literally everyone. Uh, even if you don't like hip-hop, I guarantee you, you'll like this, this album. I just know you will. I've never shown this album to anyone and not had them just be like, bro, this is like a solid fucking album. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And I, that's why I have it at number one, The Low End Theory from A Tribe Called Quest. To me, it is my favorite album from them. Midnight Marauders is very close. Uh, but to me, The Low End Theory is just flawless. Everything about it, the rhymes. Also, one thing I like about The Low End Theory is we get a lot more of Fife. You know, Fife Dog is way more involved on this one than he was on people's instinctive travels and paths of rhythm you know he was obviously on songs on that but that was almost like a q-tip album with fife featured on some songs this is finally like the album and from here on out that you know finally was like this is a group this is two mcs this you know ali shaheed muhammad on the turntables you know this is like this is what we all love and know about a tribe called Quest. And I mean, bugging out, dude, that's like Fife coming out just swinging for the fences on your ass there. Uh, I would love to play bugging out uh, as the clip, but to me, the intro, Excursions, is the, the perfect fucking intro to any album. I mean, honestly, it's just, it's beautiful. Everything about it is just beautiful. That's the song I'm gonna play. A uh, clip of, I'm going to play a clip of Excursions from the album Low End Theory from A Tribe Called Quest, number one on the top 10 albums from 1991 hip hop albums, that is. And you know what we're going to do. We're going to one, two, three, hit it. Back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager, you could find the abstract, listening to hip hop. My pops used to say it reminded him of bebop. I said, well, daddy, don't you know that things go in cycles? Way the Bobby Brown is just amping like Michael. It's all expected. Things are for the looking. If you got the money, quest is for the booking. Come on, everybody, let's get with the fly mode. Still got room on the truck, load of black. And we are back, and that is my top 10 list of albums from 1991, hip-hop albums, that is. Uh, again, you know, there are some honorable mentions, and I'm sure there's some people right now that are scratching their head like, how don't you have Cypress Hill's first album in your top 10 list from 91? I get it. I did put it in at first, but I wanted to stay true to like what I like and what I considered for me sometimes I'll look at lists and I'll be like well you know the the general public will have this album in there but I got to stay true to myself you know and that's why I put derelicts of dialect in it's because that's where I was going to put Cypress Hill but and don't get it twisted bro I love Cypress Hill's album I love that album I love Chubb Rock's album the one I think that's Chubb Rock's like greatest album of all time um, you know, I could understand if people have that album in there as well, but to me, you know, I just, 
I decided to put Derelicts of Dialect in there, and I'm sorry to all the Cypress Hill fans in the, uh, out there. I get it. Um, if you're mad at me for it, I understand, but I wanted to remain true to what I wanted my top 10 list to be, and I ain't going to compromise it for nobody. You know what I mean? And that, uh, that, that is my list, and just to go over it one more time, at number 10, I got a wolf in sheep's clothing from Black Sheep. At number 9, I got Ends for Life from NWA. At number 8, I got Derelicts of Dialect from Third Base. And at number 7, I got Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Black from Public Enemy. At number 6, I got De La Soul is Dead from De La Soul. At number 5, I got OG Original Gangster from Ice-T. At number 4, I got Breaking Adams from Main Source. At number 3, Step in the Arena from Gangstar. Number 2 is Death Certificate from Ice Cube. And number 1 is The Low End Theory from A Tribe Called Quest. No matter how you slice it, to me, that's a solid top 10, and I'm sticking with it. So, as always, make sure you click subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bring the Noise Podcast. I am your host, Straight the Clipper, and until next week, I'm Audi 5000. Peace. One, two, and three, yeah.